Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. This has, been, this has been burning in me for about three weeks now. And when I started in prayer for tonight, it was immediately there. And I'm like, oh, no. I know it's immediately there, but it's, it's what I've been stuck on. It's, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something else, Lord. And, and we, you know, we had our conversation, and, um, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm so in my head right now. And I'm like, I should just go play golf free my head, not, you know, not get heady. I should just go play golf. And then I argued with that for like 40 minutes. So I went and played golf because prayer was going nowhere, I thought. So I went and played five holes, and um, that didn't help. Um, didn't enjoy it at all, um, at all. So I got home, went back to the bedroom, sat on the couch, started praying, and he's like, you know that word I've been working on you? Have you thought about this scripture and this scripture and this scripture? I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And then I was still like, is that really what it's going to be about? And I get, to, I get here tonight, and, and I was talking with somebody, and, and, and the somebody's like, I just feel so unworthy. And I'm like, I can't talk to you anymore. So I walked off. You don't want that person to get in my head and be in the flesh. And we get in the green room and talking with Pastor Doug. And he literally says Hebrews 4.12. He's like, did you ever think that the reason this is because God's word is alive and active? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Confirmation number two. And so um, we're going to get into this. And I believe, um, I know that this is going to set some people free tonight and remind the rest of us how awesome our King of Kings is. Man, I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard to talk for me because I just get so excited about how cool he is. And um, so hopefully, hopefully I can do, it, do this justice. But in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, uh, it says this, For the word of God is living and active. And it continues to go on, but I haven't gotten any further than that in the last three weeks. I can't get past, dude, seriously, the word of God is living and active. Like every time we say it, it's alive and active. Wow. And see, my brain can run way down the, the train track of like, well, how real is it? How alive is it? If it's this alive, then that means every time I say it. Kind of like yeast in bread. It gets covered up. You don't really see it, but it's what makes the bread rise. I've never tried cooking bread without yeast. Is it disgusting? What, Miss Amy? Like pizza bread. That's fine. No yeast there. But it, it, it's not fluffy and right out of the oven and it's big and buttery and cinnamon and sugar. Right? <laughs> yeast is amazing because it's active. It's an active ingredient. God's word is an active ingredient in our life. We should be spreading that ingredient on us as bread as much as we possibly can. And then I sit back and I'm like, do you believe it though? Do we believe that his word is active and alive? Or is it just another sentence in the Bible? Because, Pastor Bill, I've said it, and it doesn't seem to be alive and active like it is in your life. 
So, so I, I just don't know. No, if it's alive and active in my life, then it's alive and active in your life. But maybe there's some things that I've understood that maybe you haven't. And maybe there's some things that you've understood that I haven't. Iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Right? And so if this is true, do we really believe that his word is active and alive? And I want to I go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. This is where he took me, and I'm like, wow, you kind of know what you're doing, Holy Spirit. You kind of you know. I got to unbutton my shirt. I'm getting hot. Might do some running tonight. It says this in verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? And I, and I keep thinking about, like, what about our daily lives? What about some of the, the, the things that we're striving for and the things that God has told you about your life that you would do? But it doesn't seem like anything is headed in that direction. Maybe it's because we don't believe the word is alive and active. Because I don't have to be doing something to know stuff's working. He's always working behind the scenes for me. I don't know about you, but he always is for me. It's always happening. Hey, you haven't been to Africa for a year. A year. He's still working. Nelson Mandela Stadium's still getting full. His, his word's alive and active. It's spread throughout that country, huh, Pastor Wade? That, that football stadium's getting packed. Still alive and active. Because I believe it's alive and active. Jesus is doing it. So let's examine ourselves. Let's do what the Word says and step back and examine yourself tonight. Are you in faith? That's your, that's your answer. You, you decide what that is. Well, test yourself. Well, how do we test ourselves? Do you realize Jesus Christ is in you? Or is there doubt? Oh, just hit a speed bump. I don't know. Man, I failed again. I just don't know. Well, when was the last time you read the Word? When was the last time you stayed on one verse, but you haven't read the whole verse? You just read the first, like, five words. Three, for three weeks, I can't get out of that verse. Of, for the Word of God is living and active. I can't go past it. It's blowing my mind that it is active. Praying for you, the word was active, wasn't it? Active. Breakthroughs. Alive or dead? W were they alive or dead, sweetie? Alive. alive. What's your name? Jessica. Jessica, nice meeting you. By the way, I met you today around like four, just so you know. You're not here by mistake. You were here by appointment. Amen. And so, and you can say whatever you want, but I'm like, man, there's a woman here that's dealing with da-da-da-da, uh, really dark hair. But it's not like dark hair, like it's dark hair. Right? Like, that's black. I'm not making fun. I'm just letting you know how real God is. God has been alive and active in your life for whatever, you, however long you've been praying that prayer of what you, what you got, what you received tonight. He was like, baby, I'm alive and active. Watch, Jesse. Watch, sweetie. I'm coming. I'm going to send a bald-headed dude. You're going you're gonna to go to life. You're going to life church in Boise tonight, and I'm going to meet you there. That's how much God loves you. Amen.
Dude, he's alive and active. Dude, it's crazy. Like, how crazy is that? Do you remember your appointment? Do you remember your appointment and sitting there going, he cares about me. He cares about me. It's because he's alive and active. Jesus ain't dead. His word's not dead. It's alive and active. Amen? Amen? And so test ourselves. Okay, well, let's test our faith. Do I really believe this? Well, then I'm not going to speak against it. No, I don't, I don't know if you understood that. If you truly can test yourself and say, I have faith in Christ Jesus, then I'm not going to speak doubt anymore. See, in doubt is that if statement. Doubt is that but statement. Well, it's been a while. Ah, ah, ah you start over. Go to, like, go to jail and don't get 200 for, for fast and go. That's what, that's what faith statements or la, that's what unbelief statements are. Don't, you're, you're, you're pass and go, going straight to jail. You're starting the faith statements over again. I, I remember hearing a story that Brother Hagen uh, was telling about faith, and they were believing for, for money for his house. And he was going out to check the mail. And he was like, no, it's coming, though. It's coming. And, and his son was walking out there. I don't know which one, but his son was walking out there with him one time. And his son said something along the lines of, like, it was, a, it was an unbelief statement. And Brother Hagen, you know, dad, he looked at his son. He was like, don't say that. Don't make us start over. And I remember reading that story, and I'm like, whoa. What if every unbelief statement I say is a start over? So I want to encourage us tonight how I look at this is go ahead and test yourself. How's, how's what's coming out of your mouth with what you're believing for? What you've prayed for? What God has told you is already yours. What God has already said, I've called you to do this. I've called you to be healthy. I've called you to be blessed. I've called you to be a light in a dark place. That means we are a light in a dark place. Nobody else could live in the time in which we're living in. We were created for this time. That should be exciting. That should build our faith. Nobody else can do it but us. Pastor Bill, you saying Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul, you couldn't do it. Otherwise, he would have been here instead of us. I'm sure he and I, now he's like, I'm going to have a coffee break with Bill when he gets here. <laughs> Just an example. You know what I'm saying? We're here for this, for such a time as this. Amen? And, and then you need to understand, Jesus Christ is in you. Then what do we have to be afraid of? We should be walking around like Shaquille O'Neal's with us. We shouldn't be afraid of anything. We should have faith like the Swiss mountains or Alps. We shouldn't be worried about a thing. Hey, son, I need you to go do this. Okay, Jesus is with me. We're good. And just go. See, whenever you're talking to people and, and they start talking, they're like, they're like um, hey, is, is, is going to Mexico dangerous? It might be for you. Because that statement right there is a, a, an, it's an unbelief statement. It's a little bit of a fearful statement. It might be for you. It's never any good to be sitting there going, 
and they're like, as a cop, it was never any good. I never wanted to walk through a door on a search warrant or, you know, if we had to go save somebody or whatever. I didn't want to walk through the doors with people going, I kind of don't want to do this. <laughs> Did you want those people on your team? Where we wanted those people were not in the police department. We never wanted to get ready to go through a door and being like, oh boy, the dude in front of me doesn't want to be here. Because you know what that dude does? He gets through the door, sees something, and just stops. And he freezes, and he can't make a decision. He can't even talk. He can't even address the person. And we're all sitting back there, tuk, 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 you know, and pushing him out of the way. That's, a, that's, that's what unbelief statements do. No, you stand at the door, and, you, and you've been sitting there, and you're like, I can't wait to get through that door. I can't wait to get through that door and save that person. I can't wait. And if I see somebody, work's going to be done. Some of you, that might be a hard thing to swallow. But those are the people you want to go through the door with. Those are the people you want to go on mission trips to Mexico with and Africa with and Philippines with. You want to go on mission trips where people are like, yeah, let's go. Let's go cast out demons. Let's go raise the dead. Let's go make disciples and start a church too. Let's do it all because Christ is in me. I want to go and live with people like that. Not the ones like, "Eh, why are you going? Isn't it dangerous, Pastor Doug? Are you going to be okay? I'm good as long as you don't join us. (laughs) Right? And so, so we all need to work on, you know, if somebody, if Pastor Doug walks up to you and says, hey, you want to go to Mexico on a mission trip? What's going to come out of your mouth? When Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit says, hey, can you go tell that person that God loves them? What's the first thing that you think of? Fear? Or is like, oh, man, how cool. This is going to be awesome. What's going to come of this today? Because Christ is in you. And if they get mad at you, they're not mad. Like, don't take it personal. It's not about you. That's on Jesus. As long as you do it right. You know, don't grab somebody by the throat and be like, God loves you. (laughs) Right? For those, of, for those of us tonight that are struggling with, with living with, with the idea that you're righteous, that you're realizing that you're holy, the realization is that Jesus is in you and you're powerful. We are not weak. We are mighty. We are strong. We need, when things come against you and and you start having those ideas of like, oh no, I'm getting bombarded again with whatever those thoughts are or those statements, that's when you stand there and you say, shut up. I'm holy and righteous. I'm a man of God and and a man of God don't think that way. And because I'm a man of God, I am holy and righteous. Jesus Christ lives in me. And you just keep saying it. And you keep saying it. And and maybe go go into the mirror, into your bathroom and look and just keep saying it and say, whoa, that's me. That's me. And then are you seeing you or are you seeing Jesus? Which is it? Which is it, man? Just keep saying it. Just keep saying Just keep reading Hebrews, the first five letters, the five words. Just keep saying it. The word of God is living and active. Wow. Dude, the word of God is living and active in me. The dead's going to be raised in Jesus' name. Disciples are going to be made of all nations. Oh, glory to God. Legs are going to grow out. Teeth are going to grow in people's mouths. The deaf are going to to hear. The blind are going to see. 
Jesus is coming back. Oh. No, 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 no. Jesus is coming back. See, that's not just like a hope. Jesus is coming back. Dude, Jesus is coming back. Dude, like, no, 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 no. Like, I almost want to stop the service and be like, okay, now we have an assignment. Jesus is coming back. Who have you told about it? What about the lost? What about the ones, what about the ones that are still handcuffed and in prison and not, 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 not living a, a free life? And I'm talking Christians that are held in captivity and bondage and not in liberty. You're the one who has the prison key to open up that door. You are. Because Jesus is in you. Come on, man. Jesus is in you. He's not just in me. He's not just in the pastoral staff. He's not just in all the evangelists and all that. No, 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 no. He's in you. No, no, no. Seriously, he's in you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Then we should be inviting people. Sunday should be packed. We should have six, seven services a day. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I'm going to stay on this side of the church, Pastor Mark. I'm going to stay right over here for a bit. <laughs> but would it not be worth it? I'm telling you what, man, in heaven when we're up there and all of a sudden we're like, no way because we invited. Oh, my gosh, no way because we went and shared the gospel, which is the good news. It's not you're horrible, you're a sinner, you're going to die. No, it's Jesus died for you and you're free. Would you like to receive it? Oh, but I'm this and this and that. No, 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 you're getting it confused. Would you like to be saved? But I'm this and this. No, 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 you're missing the point. He died for you. Would you like to be saved? Man, we, we shouldn't be able to shut up. You know what I mean? We should, be, we should be planting seeds, watering the seeds, reaping the seeds, praying for people. Like, come on, man. Revivals weren't made to just stay inside church walls. What's happening here is not, it's special. It's special. And you know what it takes? It takes all of us to realize Jesus is in you. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in you. You can walk in those giftings. When I tell you what, man, when you're out there and you're telling somebody about Jesus and, and they're like, yeah, I need prayed for, and you reach out your hand, Jesus is reaching his hand out to touch before you touch. He's with you. He's with you. He can't wait to get his hands on people. If I get excited to get my hands on people and pray for, what's he like? I couldn't wait to meet you tonight, Jess. I couldn't wait. I'm like, I can't wait till I see the girl with dark hair. And believe me, I was looking everywhere. She was next to my wife. I didn't know that. God has a sense of humor. It was kind of like when we went to Africa the, 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 the second time and I wanted, to, um, I wanted to pray for a witch doctor. Remember this, Miss Amy? And I was like, man, I want to find a witch doctor and go to her hut. And man, I can't wait. I've been praying to, you know, your God against my God. Let's do this. And I can't wait. 
Jesus is in me. I, I want to know. And so I had this whole thing played out like, dude, we're going to be driving and the Holy Spirit's going to be like, that's a witch doctor's house. Stop the bus and go. And so like we're driving out to this church in the middle of nowhere and Pastor Joseph's like, you're now in the middle of Uganda. And I'm like, like how middle? He's like the, the most middle you can be. In fact, the village we're going to, they've never seen white people. And I remember sitting in the front seat, I'm like, I feel like Paul. Like, I, honestly, I was like, dude, they've never, we're going somewhere. They've never seen white people, man. Is this what Paul felt like when he went on mission trips? I got a little excited. And so we go, and, and I'm going to pray for this old man in a, like, 70s leisure suit that I just was like, that dude walked for days to get here. He's the coolest guy I've ever seen. And, and he was old. And there was just this compassion to go pray for him. And so I'm walking over, and as, as I was walking there, there was a, a, a woman dressed in a big, huge dress. And I mean, I'm just trying to get across how big. I'm not making fun. But if anybody knows who Lawrence Taylor was in the NFL back in the day, uh, that's what this witch doctor looked like. She was huge. Um, I looked up to her. She was a big woman. I didn't know she was a witch doctor. And as I was going over to pray for this, this old man, this, this awesome guy who walked for a couple days to make it to a church service and couldn't wait for my hands to get on him to pray for him and bless him, the Holy Spirit goes, stop and pray for this lady. I'm like, I don't want to pray for this lady. I want to pray for that old man. He's like, I told you to stop and pray for this lady. I'm like, fine. And uh, um, I was much more immature at that time. And, uh, and so I walk, as I'm walking, I do this thing. I put my hand up on her, up on her shoulder. I put my hand up on her shoulder like this. No one's around me. There's no translation going on, nothing. And I say, in Jesus' name, be blessed. I prayed for her. I was obedient. And then I went to that, that old man and started praying for him. Well, about four and a half hours later when the service ended, yeah, We'll be out of here at 12.15. You guys okay with that? Okay. Because a little four-year-old girl was okay with it, sitting in the front. She was worshiping God with tears running down her face. It was the one of the most, the images burned into my memory because it was beautiful. And um, anyways, we get done with the service, and, and Pastor Joseph says, we need four people to give testimonies. And L Lawrence Taylor comes up, and... Uh, and I can say that because she ain't here, otherwise I wouldn't say that because there ain't no way. I don't know her name. Um, so this, this woman comes up, and she's one of the four people, and she's standing. I mean, she's a big woman. And um, I don't know what she's saying because she's saying another language, and so they're translating. And she says, well, I'm the local witch doctor, and I came here to spell, cast spells on the white man. Now I'm sitting down, I'm like... God, I thought I was going to go to the hut. Like, I thought this was going to be like a, she's going to come out of the door, we're going to draw a line in the sand, and like, I had it all played out, man. And, um, sorry, I did. And uh, I'm like, witch doctor, no way, she was coming to cast spells on me. How cool is that? <laughs> like, seriously, that's like, think about it, that's the coolest thing in the world, man. They hear that Jesus is, someone's coming to preach Jesus, and it wakes a witch doctor and says, oh, I want to come. She was thinking the same thing I'd been praying for for about eight months. She was coming to cast spells on the white man, and I was coming to set free a witch doctor. 
And who's God? I mean, it didn't play out the way I wanted to, God, but we'll get to that later. All it took was a hand on the shoulder and say, a simple prayer that we didn't even understand each other's language. And she gives this thing and she says, I'm the local witch doctor. I came to cast spells on the white man. But while you were worshiping your God, he came and put his hand on my shoulder and said something and walked by. And at that moment, glory to God, there was no salvation call. There was no altar call at this, at this service. She says, your Jesus appeared to me and said, if you follow me, those evil spirits will never bother you again. Come on, man. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A year later, we go back. There has been no kidnapped children. She was kidnapping children and mutilating their sexual organs so that people could get pregnant. Tell me that ain't demonic. There had been no kidnapped children in that year. The police has not been out to that village in that year for domestic battery calls in huts. Come on. Our God is alive and active. Amen. He's alive and active. If he can do it in the middle of Uganda where we don't understand each other, what can he do here? What can he do here tonight in our lives where we understand the word, where we can hear the word, and we know it's alive and active? Praise the Lord. Come on. We serve a mighty God. Amen. He can do anything that we allow him to do, meaning we must do our part. We must be an active ingredient in him co-laboring with us. Amen? Amen. Struggling with living righteous. Realizing you need to realize, you need to realize, you need to realize. And I could keep on saying, you need to realize, you need to realize, because you've told yourself so many times, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. Shut up! It's time to tell yourself to shut up and say, no, I'm holy and righteous in Christ Jesus. I've been born again. I am free in Jesus' name. I am holy and righteous in Christ Jesus. I'm holy and righteous. The word is alive and active. Even when I don't feel like it, it's alive and active. Even when you're not looking at that bread, it, that yeast is alive and active. Speak the word of God into your life. It's alive and active. And where, when's your witch doctor going to get saved? It could be your boss. It could be your coworker next to your cubicle. It could be somebody on the call that calls your call line. They're all mad. They're, they're, they're all mad and saying whatever they're saying about your company, your credit card, whatever. And, and you meet them with peace. Because the words that are coming out of your mouth are alive and active. And then they get saved. What? Yeah, that happens. That happens, man. I know somebody that, that their, their work continued to get um, phone calls late at night. And, and no, one was, no one was responding on the other end. And so the person called this, this number the next day. And what was happening was, as I paraphrase the story, what was happening was... The child was getting up at like 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and calling and just leaving the line open. And so the, the, the manager was calling this number to try to resolve the issue so it stopped happening. She ended up getting prayed for. Prayed for. Set free. And hopefully a job. I hope. But what, how are you responding to people? See, the, that manager that I know, the word's alive and active in that person's life. 
So as that person was talking to, to, to a single mom where the baby's getting up, that person was like, yeah, Lord, I'll tell her about you. Absolutely, she needs prayer for something. I'll ask her. Come on, the word is alive and active. People are waiting for us to help. They're waiting for the chaos to stop. We're chaos stoppers. We're liberty bringers. Amen? Let's go to John 15, 16. Ooh, I got to be careful up in these. Got to be careful, Pastor Wade. 15, 16, 17. Got to be careful in these, these chapters. Verse 3. John 15, verse 3. Already you are clean. Already you're clean. Wait a minute. So how I'm feeling is just feelings? If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you're clean. You've been washed. You're clean. You've been washed. The verse says right here, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. What? No way. You're already clean, believers. Come on, man. You're not dirty. You're not a scoundrel. You just didn't know that the word's alive and active. You, you might not have known that word. Maybe you didn't pair the two, two together. No, you're already clean. Oh, glory to God, the word is alive and active. I'm already clean. I believe in the word that he spoke to me. I'm saved and set free. Whoa, heaven's my home. Oh, whoa, God loves me. I'm restored. What? Can it be that easy? Can it be that easy? I think it can be. I think it is. In verse 17, says this. This is what we are to do. You're already clean. He has commanded you. He's commanded us to go bear fruit. He's told us to go bear fruit. Go share the gospel. Go heal the sick. Go cast out demons. Go make disciples. Go love people. Go bless people. He's commanded us. We have a commandment from him. And then you can circle, you can circle all the way back and, and 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Wait, Christ is in you. You're not alone. You're not alone. He's never left you or forsaken you. In your worst feeling of the day, he's never left you or forsaken you. No matter what you just did, no matter how horrible you're calling yourself, he's never left you or forsaken. He's sitting there right next to you. He's like, you're okay. You're good. You're good, man. Don't let, the, don't let the devil win. You're good. We've got to start seeing our lives through the word of God. We must start seeing the word of, of God through our life. It's alive and active. Come on, man. So do you believe? Are you ready to test your faith? Well, what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do when you're at the restaurant? One of my young adults was at a restaurant one night and started talking to the waiter. Waiter ends up getting saved. And then on the way out, her friend got saved. She's like, I wanted, I've been going to, she's been coming to young adults. She's been wanting to get saved, but she was, I hope she's not here. And if you are, I apologize. 
But this is, this is how awesome and alive and active the word is. She wanted to answer the altar call, but she was a little embarrassed, and that's okay. I, whatever, I get it, no condemnation. But the word never stopped working. It just kept on working, and it just kept on working in her, and it kept on working. And then she saw a waiter get saved. Maybe he was handsome, I don't know. <laughs> and then she got saved in the car, in the parking lot over here at the, I forget the name of that place, the mall over here, the outside mall. The village. Saved in a car because the word is alive and active. Come on, man. The power of the gospel is in our mouths, hands, and feet, meaning it takes our feet to walk places. And when you lay your hands on people, the Holy Spirit is good. He's there with you. Jesus can't wait. He's like, yeah, touch them. Come on, please. Ask them if, they will, ask them if they'll, they'll accept me. Ask them if they'd like to be forgiven of all their sins. Come on, ask them. And then some of us would be sitting there going, I don't know what to say after that, though, God. I don't know how to lead somebody. Super easy, the ABCs. Admit that Jesus is the king. Believe in all your heart that he is the son of God and he died for you. Confess your sins. ABCs. Super easy. If the kids can remember ABCs, we can do it, right? We can admit that he is the Lord. We can believe that he is the son of God and he has saved me, and we can confess the sins. And you know what's awesome about God? I've led people to the Lord, and I've even walked away, actually, in the prayer. I'm like, that was the worst prayer ever. <laughs> it really was. I've said it, and I'm like, that was, like, while it's coming out of my mouth, let a dude at T-Mobile. And he's like, well, can we go outside so I don't get in trouble? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go outside. And so we go outside to his truck, and I lead him to the Lord. And I'm literally, I say something out of my mouth, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever said. It was so dumb. But you know what? It didn't matter. I mean, I'm sure the apostles laughed, like Paul. He's like, wow, way to go, champ. <laughs> and I laughed inside, but he said, yes, Jesus, you're my Lord, and forgive me of all my sins, and make heaven my home. And I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He said the important stuff. I just said something stupid that didn't make sense. I'm okay with it, right? Don't be so hung up on ourselves that we have to be perfect. No way. Just get people saved. And you speak to yourself by the word of God saying, the word of God that I speak in my life is alive and active. Amen. Well, I haven't seen it yet. It's alive and active. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but that bread's baking and it's smelling good. It's alive and active. Well, I'm still struggling. No, you're not. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. See, there was, there was people in my old line of work as a, as a cop, and, and this is going to make at least two people cringe that are in here that were, used to be my supervisors. Um, but it was backed up by science of, of some universities that depending on how you grow up and the crowds that you're, you're around is dependent upon how you hear things. So I could say to Pastor Mark, hey, Pastor Mark, if we, this was a police contact, Pastor I would, you know, I couldn't not call him pastor. It's just Pastor Mark. Um, pastor Mark, could you please take a seat on that curb, sir? He would respond to that because he was raised in, in a home and in an environment and a communication style that would respond to that type of communication. 
And I remember this one time I was sitting there asking this guy, I'm like, sir, you need to please take a seat. Sir, can you please take a seat right there? And, and he had battered um, his wife. And I said, sir, you, you need to please sit down for me. And I'm sitting and the guy would not sit down. You can't, I guess you can write me up if it makes you feel better. But, <laughs> but I, it was like about five or six times. And uh, I'm in FTO, field training. I was a new cop. I finally got so frustrated. I'm like, this dude's not speaking my language. And so I just said, sir, sit down and shut up. And he just goes, kunk. And I looked at my field training officer, and, and he looked at me, and I'm like, I'm in trouble. And we go back to the car, and he goes, sometimes you just have to speak their language. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, whoa. Right? So sometimes if you respond better, okay, tell yourself to shut up. When I was running a lot, and I was starting to feel like exhausted and weak and wanting to stop, I'd, I'd tell myself I was a weak person. I'm like, you're weak. You wimp. You're a quitter. You're a loser if you stop running right now. If China invades us right now and you want to quit, you're going to get shot in the back of the head. It helped me run for about another five, six miles. Now, I'm not telling you to tell, speak to yourself like that. That's kind of missing the point of speak positive. What I am saying, if I would have known this spiritual truth back then, if you would have been in my life, Pastor Mark, I would have said more things along the lines of like, I'm a man of God, and since I'm a man of God, I can run forever. I can run this race in which God has called me to forever. No matter how tired I get, I'll just take a nap, I'll get up, and I'll pray, and I'm going to keep on running this race in which the Lord has set before me, because I'm going to finish this race, and I'm going to raise the dead, I'm going to cast out demons, I don't care who's, who thinks what, I'm going to continue running my race. That's how we speak to ourselves. That's how, because what, the word is alive and what? Are you sure? So how are you going to start talking to yourself? Like that. Not that somebody's chasing and shooting you, right? But on the spiritual terms, we must start speaking the word of God. We've got to start speaking things into existence. What? What do you mean? Like speak a car into existence? That, come on now. I mean, I guess if you need it, I'm joking. Or am I? See, I love messing with y'all like that. Because if you know anything about me, if Pastor PJ was in here, he, he would confirm this. My wife will definitely confirm this. Babe, I don't know how to fix anything in a car, do I? <laughs> she laughed. She, she chuckled. What about a lawnmower? Nope. I know how to put a bike chain on a bike. I don't even know how to change a tire anymore. I don't know how to do anything to fix anything. Pretty worthless at that. But she knows how to do stuff. You drive by our house, she's fixing sprinklers, I'm in making sandwiches for us. That's just what it is, man. I should wear a wig sometimes, I guess. We know our roles. I just thank God she got raised with somebody that knew how to fix sprinklers. But in all seriousness, you want to know how powerful that is? We were stuck... Kendall just reminded me of this uh, today we were working, and she reminded me of this. We were stuck on an Africa jungle road 
in a forerunner with 260,000 miles on it and the most horrendous, <laughs> the most horrendous sound from the right rear area of the truck was making sound. And we're like, oh, this isn't good. Like, we're, we're two and a half hours away from where we left, and that place wasn't any good. What are we going to do? And so Pastor Joseph pulls the car over, the, the, the forerunner over, Land, whatever it was, some Toyota. And uh, we get out, and it's Pastor Joseph, myself, and Brother David. And um, they start moving the truck forward. We're like, okay, yeah, it's the right wheel. Well, it's the brake. The brakes are, Brother David works at an auto store, mechanic place. <laughs> I don't know what you call them, a garage. Um, I don't go in those either. And, uh, and so we're standing there. He's like, yeah, it's the brakes. You can see they're like clamped. And he goes, something must have fallen off or gotten in. And we're sitting there and I'm like, so Pastor Joseph, um, if this doesn't get fixed, what do we do? Pastor Bill, we sit and wait. For how long? Until the next car comes. I got an idea. What is that? Let's pray. I don't know how to fix anything. Brother Dave is the only mechanic that we know of, and he can't fix it. He's saying the tires or the, the brakes are bad, and it's stuck. The, the calipers, that's what it was. The calipers are stuck. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so we start praying. We're like, and I'm like, man, I'm like, my daughters are with me. My wife is with me, and we're in the middle of nowhere, Africa. And I'm like, in Jesus' name, that brake caliper come fix right now. Brake flu. I'm saying everything that I possibly know about a tire. <laughs> it was no joke, huh, P-Dub? It was the real deal, huh? What happened? It was fixed. So God can fix a brake. He fixed a caliper. You don't think he wants to lead people to the Lord with you? You don't think he wants you to live holy and righteous? If he can listen to our prayers, in which he does, to fix a brake caliper, how much more is he like, oh, glory to God, my sons and daughters are getting it. Because right now, hell is not liking this. Hell is not liking that you're getting this. Because he's starting to realize that like, this church is being taught right. This church has been taught so right that it's easy to teach here. The devil is trying to keep this, this little nugget, just this little nugget, along with all the other nuggets that get taught here, out of your spirit, your soul, and your mouth. So how do you overcome? You speak the word over and over again. And even when you're not, you know it's alive and active. You know it's alive and active. And you know the outcome is already blessed you know the outcome is that you're already holy and righteous. You know the outcome is that you've already made heaven your home. So stop living like you're not going there. Stop condemning yourself like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it. No, you got saved. On the simplest terms. Can we do that? What would it look like in this Treasure Valley if we did that? Come on, man. Can you imagine if everybody out there knows what we know in here? Well, well, no, 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 no. The people that got set free tonight and healed tonight already, what if they knew that? 
What if they knew there was freedom from all the things of their past? We're holding the greatest secret made in the entire world and given to mankind, and we're holding on to it like, my precious. <laughs> Go share the ring. I think that's the movie, right? I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. But why are we holding on to it so tight? This is going to help somebody, and then we're going to, then we're going to be done. And this is uncomfortable for me to say, but there's, there's some stuff going on in here. There's some of you that are sitting there going, going yeah, but, but Pastor Bill, we're seriously not like you. Yeah, you're not. You're you. That means better, different, needed. You're needed. But God is waiting to do this with you, just like he's waiting to do it with me. He's waiting for you to go out and be like, man, I forgive. I forgive the person. I'm not going to hold any more grudge. And I'm not just using this as an example. There's somebody up over here that is dealing with grudges and, and holding on to, to some serious, serious bitterness. And whenever things get heated, you come right back to that. Whatever that is. The Lord's not letting me know what that is. The Holy Spirit's not revealing that. But he is revealing that there's somebody, there's somebody like right in this area that, that, like, that bitterness and that grudge, there's no positive of it. None. You want to experience freedom and, 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 and maybe you've even said something like, well, if the Bible was real, we wouldn't have this. If the Bible was real, then we would have freedom. Well, maybe you would have freedom if you started speaking the word and, and, and forgave of the grudge. Amen? And it's as simple as saying, I forgive. That's all it is. So whoever that is right over, right over in this area, that's all you got to do. It's that simple. Amen? Lord is so cool. Lord is so good. Um, I don't know where she's at, but we're going to finish... Um, with this. Pastor Witt, where are, you, where are you at? I thought I saw you somewhere. There she is. Could we have the team? And, um, and we're going we're gonna to worship real quick. But I want, I want you guys that have been dealing with unworthiness, just that, man. I don't, I don't want, uh, hear me out, all right? If it's anything besides unworthiness and, and you come up here um, and I find out that it's something beyond unworthiness or you say, it's not unworthiness, but it's this, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not trying to sound mean. Just like very specific. Okay? If you're, if you're dealing and struggling with unworthiness, that, well, why would God use me like that? Why, like, I'm not good enough to, to have interpretation of tongues. I'm not good enough to walk with a gift of healing. I'm unworthy. As we, as we, as we sing this song, um, I'm going to come along, and you're going to get a fresh touch of God. Um, and then this is just what he showed me, and, and I'm just being obedient. And so 
Uh, we may have the we may have the other pastors come up and pray pray and, and, and bust this out. But if that's you, I want you to come up and just put your feet on the on the line up here, and we're going to pray for you. But we're walking out victorious because the Lord is good. Amen.